Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love Entrepreneurial Series. I'm going to be talking with top CEOs, creators, top entrepreneurs, and they're going to be sharing their mistakes, tools, tips, and insights to get you to get out of your bed and have a career that you love. This is Crazy Juicy Love Entrepreneurial Series. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast. And I have a special guest. I have Paul Getter. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, so I, I just love what you do. I think I've been following you for a while. Then when Ralph introduced me and I was like, oh, OK, I would love to like see can we connect and, and create this podcast. Yeah. Um, so you know, as the famous name that you created for yourself, the the uh, the internet nerd. So tell me, like, how did that name? Did you coin it for yourself, or you know, people people always ask me, like, you know, how did you come up? They they talk about, man, that's a cool branding and everything. Yeah, internet marketing nerd, and I'm like, well, it was probably something unintentional. Uh, I've always kind of been that nerd, you know, like. Mm -hmm room you can see i've got uh posters of <laughs> i see you're like shield and over here in the corner corner i got boxes of comic books and that's a no joke and in uh, <laughs> the glasses the glasses are by necessity and <laughs> by, you know yeah. so so i've, I've always kind of like been that nerdy geeky mm -hmm. uh, and uh, i always tell people i was a nerd before it's cool to be a nerd <laughs> So I just kind of embraced it and, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know exactly when I said the internet marketing nerd, I, you know, I said it and people are like, oh man, I like that. I'm like, man, maybe, I, maybe I'll make that my, uh, my online name or something. Right, right. It's stuck and it's been around for a while now. Yeah, like it's like with even with my podcast, the name, like people like already love when I say juicy love uh -huh. and people resonate with that tone and it, it just came like I was now, so I studied um, with Catherine Woodward Thomas, is the author of Calling in the One. And so one day she was coaching someone live and she said the word juicy. And I just noticed how I felt uh -huh. um, when the word came up. And then I started trying it with my own clients and how they reacted to yeah. the word juicy. So I just like, I don't know, I just started playing with it and I started playing with the name. And people was like, oh yeah, I love that. So I just like, you know, Stuck yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's uh, you know, I um, always always had that nerdy side to me, and I, mm -hmm. um, you know, it. I, I think years ago it used to be kind of like an insult, and now people are like, oh, you're <laughs> cool. and so, so yeah, right. it's, it's cool. I know, I know. So tell tell everyone what you do, like, and I'm like, I'm still curious because I was just reading in your your profile, of, like what you sent me, your bio saying. Like I'm curious, like what you did before before you got laid off, and then all of a sudden you're inside this, you know, internet marketing. So, like, can you talk to me about that journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, people often ask me, "How did you become an entrepreneur?" And I'm like, I had to have had to pay bills. It was like, <laughs> right. it was like when I grew up, when I grew up, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's like I got to work to pay bills, and uh, so, so yeah, I. Back in college years ago, I played around with online stuff. And this is, I mean, as old as this sounds, this is like pre-internet. <laughs> uh, we were building bulletin board systems and doing AOL and things like that so <laughs> years ago. Uh, but I always had an intrigue with online and played around with building websites. Mm -hmm. And, but kind of fell into the traditional nine to five job working for uh, somebody else. And um, it, it just kind of got to the point where, you know, working for employees and uh, it, it, it seemed like a trap to me. Honestly, I, I one of the last nine to five jobs, I was working for a guy that was, man, had a, an angry personality and was just very aggressive and mm. didn't like to work around him. But I noticed that 
he was very successful in the sense that, you know, he had a nice home, nice car, and, you know, he, he did well for himself, even though he had a horrible personality. <laughs> so I guess in that, it inspired me to, uh, you know, I kind of said to myself, I'm like, man, this guy's a jerk and he's doing well. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I could probably do better. Right, right. And so I kind of ventured off into my own thing, building websites and helping people out with social media marketing. And then it just kind of uh, evolved from there where we've had the pleasure of working with some really cool people. Right. So, I mean, um, and I was reading too, it's like out of desperation, you created this career. So like, talk to me about that moment. You're like, I got to leave. I got to do this. Like, because I know this is is in my calling because I know for myself too, it's like, okay, I... you have that moment where you walk into work, you're like, oh, I don't, I know I don't belong here. Yeah. And there's yeah. something else that's calling and pulling on me to like make this happen. Like, yeah. what was that moment for you? Yeah. So, so, so I, I can actually remember the, um, the day, as I mentioned, the, um, the boss or the, the owner of this company mm-hmm. he would come to the office and it, it was a, uh, the company I worked with was a merchant processing company. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a very high demand sales type position, a lot of customer support and it was a, a intense work. And uh, he would come in and just very angry, yelling at people and just, you know, one of these guys just like boss people around, very aggressive. And I remember one particular day he came in and he was just yelling at people. And I was just, I was tired of it. When he would mm-hmm. leave, people in the office would literally cry. It was just... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it wasn't wasn't a good environment, and so I remember one day he came in and he was just yelling and everything like that. And finally, I stood up and I, I started talking with him. I said, "Man, people cannot handle your attitude around here." Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was <laughs> making this a very hostile work environment, and um, and I just kind of expressed what everybody in the office mm-hmm. felt. And um, he said, uh, "You keep talking to me like that, you're going to get fired." And I said, no, no, you don't understand. Uh, I'm leaving. I'm done. And I, I was one of his top salesmen and everything like that. And uh, so I, I, I left and I was kind of like, okay, I don't have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Something about a, uh, I, I was, like I said, I was playing around with internet marketing and um, social media marketing and building websites. But when I did that, it was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm all in now. I don't, I don't have any other um, choice and so I I kind of dedicated my time um, into that. So. That's, that's really great. I mean, because like for me, it's almost it just sounds like that. It's like that willingness to take that jump, that leap, knowing that you don't have that security. Yeah. Like so. Yeah, I would always tell people when it comes to entrepreneurship, uh, you know, with a a nine to five job, you have a net, right? But you also have a ceiling. You can only go so far, but yeah. as an entrepreneur, um, you don't have any ceiling. You can go as high as you want, but you also don't have a net. So right. if things don't work, <laughs> there's no net to catch it. It's, it's yeah. all on you. So. But I'm curious out of that moment, because for me, it's like, okay, so I, I am a coach and I still have my second job. It's like, yeah. I'm just curious, like what mental spaces you had to go through. Because for me, it's like always a mental thing or maybe it's not. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to do this knowing I'm just going to take a risk. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, so I, I think there's uh, another part of the equation that is important in this because I do advise entrepreneurs because, uh, you know, um, sometimes people make foolish decisions. Right, like, right. I'm just going to quit my job and I'm going to be an entrepreneur and, and <laughs> they're homeless. You right. Know, yes. A homeless entrepreneur. <laughs> so, so a, a part of the equation that um, really made it possible is uh, I had a great wife who she uh, she at this time she was an administrator of a hospital and mm-hmm. she did very well for herself, and so she uh, helped in that process of you know obviously we had to make cuts and everything like that, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was it was possible for us to. Uh, for me to invest in uh, kind of a, a part of the, the story in that is uh, there came a point where I knew what I was doing when when it came to internet marketing. I knew how to take a dollar and turn it to $2 and $3 through running ads effectively and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the challenge was uh, I didn't have a lot of extra money to 
invest into internet marketing to pay the ads and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but around um, December, my wife received a Christmas bonus and it was thousands of dollars. Like I said, she wow. very well for herself on, um, as an administrator of a hospital. So she received a, a great uh, Christmas bonus. So I took that Christmas bonus and I put it all into ads. Oh, wow. And, and so needless to say, it was, it, she was a little bit hesitant about me to do that. <laughs> um, but that really, that was a catalyst of, you know, the, the success that we uh, found in internet marketing, because we, you, you do have to have some capital to yeah. invest in products and courses and in ad spend. So, Wow, that's so amazing. Like, I, it, it brings me to two questions, you know, since it's like, you know, a, a lot of this is what I do is about relationships. So I'm curious, like, what kind of conversation do, do does that have, look like? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, money is and making a career transition like that really affects relationships yeah and so even to ask because i know for me like when i you know my first my first relationship with my boyfriend i um there was a when i was acting at the time there was a a at the public theater here in new york city which is like this prestigious like um place and they have this summer program where you can uh -huh. go in and like you know be a part of it and we had to apply an audition of course but it was a nine to five um uh summer program and six right. days a week which meant i couldn't work right and right. i brought that conversation up he was like no yeah like i was like and then the following year he did a, so a similar program and then it's like, well, this is what I'm doing and you got the work. Yeah, so that yeah. it doesn't work in that kind of relationship. So I'm curious if like, well, what kind of relationship do you have yeah. with your wife? That's, that's important. Yeah, so so, so I, I think obviously um, supportive was uh, a key word in this. She was supportive, yeah. <laughs> very supportive in it. And I, I think that was um, due to the fact uh, that I was having some level of success uh, mm. in what I was doing. And so it wasn't like, uh, hey, you know, some guy just sent $5,000, he'll send me $10,000 back. So it wasn't anything, you know, that uh, she would feel resistant about that it, it wasn't mm -hmm. possible. Um, but there was risk. And, and that's, you know, a part of internet marketing and entrepreneurship it's continual risk it's continual. Mm -hmm. i mean it's constantly I, changing yeah it's constantly changing and you know sometimes you take on clients and there's a risk involved sometimes you you do a project you invest in building out platforms in uh you know whether it's building an app or you know you're, you're starting up businesses mm -hmm. there's a risk because you're there's no guarantee that it's right. going to work so uh and, and, and still, you know, been doing this over 10 years now. I mean, just this past year, I've done things that are very risky, even, you know, financially risky. But uh, the, the the risk involved, you know, the, like they say, the bigger the risk, the, the bigger the payout. Right. So um, that's kind of a, a, a dynamic about entrepreneurship, that there's continual risk involved. So she's very supportive in the fact that, uh, she had seen me do things and go from, you know, basically, uh, it, 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 was, it was incredible when I look back at it, because when I first got started, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of people doing internet marketing. You know, now everybody has an agency, everybody's running Facebook ads. It's just, it's kind of um, cliche to mm -hmm. say do it now. Uh, but there wasn't a whole lot of people doing this. And, uh, you know, even the, the phrase make money online, is kind of like, uh, sounded shady. Like how can you make money online? Yeah. But she had saw that I had systems and had some clients and I was making money. Uh, so she was supportive, not to say that she wasn't, you know, nervous. Had about concerns. It. Yeah. 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 So, but it did, it did it, it within a short time after that, it, we started to reap the dividends of that, you know, that Christmas bonus. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still I'm curious of like what is that conversation like? Like how does one approach their spouse, even though you still had evidence, but still having the conversation is another thing. Like so, uh, yeah. So looking back <laughs> at it, uh, 
I think it was probably a conversation like this. Um, where'd my Christmas bonus go? <laughs> you just took it? <laughs> I'm like, just hold on. Hold on, I'm going to give it back to the extra. And so, so to say that there was a conversation, there, I don't know if there really was a conversation. It was just kind of like, um, but I mean, that, that's a blessing. I, I've been um, married now for almost 25 years and um, we, we started dating when I was in high school and stuff. So it's uh-huh. kind of the, a, a relationship that, you know, we, we literally, we went from times that uh, we were, um, I, I say homeless and that, that's maybe a, a, an exaggeration, but we didn't have a home. We, we, we traveled around. We were kind of, I guess maybe nomads were, would be a better <laughs> word, but, um, so, you know, so it, it was kind of one of those things that, uh, we, we always learned to live beneath our, uh, you know what we had and so mm-hmm. it wasn't a christmas bonus was kind of an extra mm-hmm. so so yeah i mean we we've it, it's just one of those conversations where it's like probably had it after i started using it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe it wasn't the best way to do it right. but, um but it was just kind of one of those things that again uh, an abundance of support an abundance of trust she had in me and and now you know she um again this is uh, years later after doing this um she was working an exhausting schedule at a hospital mm-hmm. uh as an administrator sometimes 60 70 hours a week yeah now through the um labors of building our business online she has the the luxury to um stay at home and you know, we, obviously we get to travel go on vacations and uh you know so it's it's been a blessing so, uh, yeah, so it's, awesome. it's, it's just, I guess, one of those relationships where you trust each other and yeah. it works out. So, I'm, and I'm curious, like, do you have clients that come face up with this when they're ready to make a jump? Because they come to hire you because they want to increase their sales, make money online, but they need to have that conversation with their spouse. Like, how do you coach? Do you, I mean, has it ever happened to you with any of your clients? And how do you coach them and take them through a process that, has that happened? Yeah, yeah. So uh, when it when it comes to internet marketing, there is um, there is risk, and unfortunately, within the industry, people don't necessarily uh, fully disclose how risky it can be. Right. Uh, you you only see the highlight reel of everybody that has had the success. You know, I I hear guys about. Um, how I made a hundred thousand dollars in a month. Well, I got stories of, I can tell you of how I lost. (laughs) And, uh, so, so I always try to tell people, look, um, it's risky. There's absolutely no guarantee that this is going to work. Of course, through our, um, our experience, we can look at people's opportunities, people's courses or Mm -hmm. what they have to offer. And we can say, you know what, there's, there's a, high likelihood that this could be successful. This has got, got an above average opportunity of success. But, you know, if if we had uh, some type of magic formula that we could start a course and it's wildly successful every time, mm-hmm. you know, be sitting on a private islands and everything like that. So it's, it's some, it's kind of a, um, a season of, you know, uh, we got something and then you have to find something else and you get something. And, um, so it's always about building, building around the, the successes to a bigger success. But mm. so sometimes you got to have those conversations with the clients that, Hey, you know, um, are you, are you really ready to make this type of risk? Right. And sometimes we discourage people. We've had clients where we like discourage them. We don't think this is going to work. And, um, you know, we try to be, it's like, you just got that feeling like, I don't think this is going to work. And we tell them, I don't think this is going to work. This doesn't. And, uh, and we try to decline them. And then it's kind of like, well, I want to try it. And I always tell my marketing director, James, I'm like, man, we can't squash people's dreams. You know, they've got a dream. We got to let them try it at least. Wow. 
them all the tools necessary to try it. And, you know, sometimes we have been surprised. We're like, well, I didn't think it was going to work, but it did. So, right. Wow. Um, I really love that. Um, and I'm curious of like, you know, and for me, for myself, as a person who's growing as a coach, like, like I came across this thing of like, like self-worth and like, you know, had a, a recent had a, a, a introduction session with a new client and she was like, you know, you're really good. And I'm surprised of like how low you charge. Mm-hmm. So it's like all this thing I got hit with this thing of like my, my worth. Uh-huh. So I'm curious of like, because you have clients like, you know, Ty Lopez and like <clears throat> Gary V. And so let, let me just mention as far as Gary V, I've met him. In, in oh, OK. All <laughs> right. But yeah, Ty Lopez, we work with Ty Lopez. We work with Bob Proctor, who's yeah, a, which a, I love. Yeah. But I'm, and I'm curious as you are growing like, had you ever dealt with your self-worth and how much you're worth and how much you're charging? Like, how did you yeah, deal sure. with that? And how did you just, like, just raise the prices? Like, I have a due yeah. date for myself to raise my prices. No, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great question because, uh, you know, when I, when I first got um, started, I remember building websites for four or $500. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was great because, you know, back then I was making four or $500 a week. So if I could build a website and it'd take me two or three days worth of work, four or $500, that was great. And uh, now I remember I, I was getting several clients and I was staying busy. And um, one of my first uh, bigger clients was a friend of mine and he was CEO of a company and he was talking about me doing cons- marketing consulting for his his company and he said well, you know you're gonna have to meet with um, my directors pitch them and, and talk to them so you know it's not just me making the decision i said i understand that so i put my presentation together and um, he said i want to meet with you that um uh, for breakfast this was the day before i was going to do my presentation to them i sat down and had breakfast with him and we went through the presentations like i like it he's like so how much are you going to charge and um i gave him the price and he, he shook his head he said paul no he said add a zero <laughs> and i was like i was like really and again what a great friend you know right uh, the ceo of the company he tells me charge him more and i said really i said it's not a whole lot of work. What I'm going to be doing for you is not going to be a lot of work. And uh, he said, Paul, we're not, char- you're not charging us based upon um, how long it takes you to do this work. You are charging us based upon the knowledge that you have. And he gave me the example. He said, you know, when you go to a doctor and a doctor does a surgery on you, maybe the surgery only takes 20 minutes to do, uh, he doesn't charge you $200 and say, ah, you know, it only took me 20 minutes to do it because he's charging you based upon what he knows. So it's more than just your time based in minutes and hours, but it's what you know and mm. understand the value. And I think sometimes uh, it's easy to not know your value when you're so accustomed, like I can sit down and I can talk about high level marketing to, you know, some of the top guys in the world. And to me, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's like you look at this board uh, behind me and I got words like conversions and pixel and, <laughs> right. you know, stuff like that, CPMs. And, you know, I can break down funnels and I can, I can look at a funnel. I can tell you change this and it'll increase your conversions by 10%. Right. And um, to me, it's like, hey, it's, it's basic knowledge like i know it because i'm so familiar with it but to the to the average person um the knowledge that you have and the experience that you have that's where the real value um lies so it's more than just a time um being measured but it's your experience your knowledge and results that you've been able to deliver that makes your value yeah that makes a lot of sense you know i was talking to another coach yesterday she was just like Right. You know, I had helped her in her relationship and where she is with her love life. And she was like, you know, you know what you know inside and out. So your worth is far more than you think you are. And, it's, and it takes something like what your friend to ask you to add another zero. No, so so here on a, uh, a practical business sense, more than just a self-worth, self-value, 
Um, this is one thing that you'll see is if all of your clients, and we'll just use uh, numbers, you know, just round mm -hmm. Let's say you're you're charging all of your clients five hundred dollars for mm -hmm. uh, consulting. Every client that you connect with, they will be five hundred dollar clients because you'll connect with this person, give them a five hundred dollar. Uh, consultation, mm. consultation they'll be really happy and they'll say hey you know um jimmy did an awesome job and you need to call him up and they'll say how much is he and he's like oh man he charged me five hundred dollars and they're like oh okay that's great and so the people that they refer to you will also be five hundred dollar budget clients but when you get a five thousand dollar client for a consultation you consult them you're doing a good job you get the results they're happy. Guess what? The people within their circle, they are going to say, hey, you know, Jimmy did, a, did an awesome job. You need to talk to him. He did a great job. How much is he? Uh, $5,000. And they're like, oh, man, that's cool. Because their social structure and, you know, financials mm. like that, it's all the same. So people that are um, wanting a $500 website, all their friends they want $500 websites too. But a person that you do a $5,000 website for, uh, their friends that they talk to, they've already sold it, said, yeah, it's $5,000. So by the time they talk to you, they already know it's $5,000. So you, you, you learn that you'll get a lot of no's, but let's say you get um, uh, five people that say no to $5,000, um, but you get one that says yes, well, it's, you still win um, raising your prices. So Right, so even if you get all those no's, it only takes that one client who's in that bracket to like talk yeah. to the other friends who are exactly. in that bracket. Yeah. So yeah. it's <clears throat> interesting and I'm curious too now, is that an issue when you're coaching your clients to get them to move from one bracket to another? Like, do you say to them you're charging too low? Do you say to them, like we, we need to up level your game so you can, uh, I'm not sure how that works, but. Yeah, so, 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 uh, so a, lot, a lot of our clients are um, entrepreneur, have digital products, digital courses and everything like that. So kind of within the internet world, there is, I, I guess you would say certain levels of pricing for mm -hmm. whether it's a digital course, whether it's a mastermind and uh, conferences, there's kind of like a unwritten rule of pricing that, okay, if you are at this level, you can charge this much. Uh, but, but yeah, so I, I think um, sometimes you have to evaluate a person's, uh, you know, their experience, mm -hmm. they are, and their, their branding and their name. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing when it comes to internet marketing <clears throat> in particular that you can, your digital presence, your branding, all of that really is, is a big deal when it comes to what you can charge because, uh, you know, yeah. if, if you're this individual that nobody's heard of, then people are very leery of paying a high price. But if you're this person that, man, everywhere they go, they see you online, they see you with influential people and stuff, then it's kind of like, uh, it, you know, there may be a guy that uh, has the same level of knowledge, you know, the raw knowledge, but just because uh, an individual has a robust online presence and they've got uh, relationships with key people, their knowledge can be exactly the same as this guy, but they can put a higher price <clears throat> just because of their online presence and the relationships that they have. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like you said something really interesting too. Like, and I and this is what when I first started out struggling with, like, because you were saying how when you're first starting out, people get like leery, like, who are you? What are you saying? Sure. And, you know, I had a coach one time, he wanted me to charge even lower than what I wanted to charge. And I ended up sort of meeting it halfway. And that's like almost kind of regretted doing that. Yeah. yeah. How do you coach someone who just starting out to charge a certain amount without undervaluing themselves? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think, um, uh, all you have to do is get one person at that higher price tag. Same thing. Okay. 
No, all you have to do is get one person at the higher price tag. And then, uh, and, and obviously you have to deliver results. Right. <laughs> you, you, you have to give, you know, good results. And then, then you can take that person and say, hey, would you do a testimonial for me? And then you kind of leverage that experience, that, uh, you know, that level. And again, it will attract people that are accepting of that price tag. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, again, you have to be prepared for a bunch of people to say no. Yeah. Um, and, but you know that, uh, so I, I think there has to be a stream of opportunity. It's hard to just say, Hey, um, I'm going to charge uh, you know, 10 times what I normally charge and you don't have a lot of opportunities come your way because I, I think that there's a lot of times in starting a business, getting started, you take on whatever you can get. Right. Bills, you know what I mean? And so, uh, but, but there, there's, I think there's ways that you can break into a higher caliber and a higher tier, higher, um, clientele that are willing to pay more and that's just about uh you know the people that you associate with mm. uh, it, it, i look back and, and again you've just heard a, a part of my story but there was times when you know the car got repoed the house got foreclosed on lights turned off and you know the whole story uh so but i can tell you that you know, just a couple of years ago, I was asked to speak at a at a mastermind where everybody that was invited to it had to have a net worth of $50 million or more. So here I am. I'm this guy that, of course, in your mind, if you've gone through stuff like that and you were brought up in a, a low income household and stuff like that, there's kind of like this. You're intimidated by people with wealth. You know, you, <laughs> you know, you think that they put their pants on differently or, you know, they walk around with an English accent and the nose <laughs> in the air and, um, and the Hamptons and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little peasant go away. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm going to treat you. But, um, but w- when you realize that, man, there's, they're, they're just people, they're just people, they're just people. Yeah. And, um, so you build relationships with people like that. And so, you, yeah. You, I think, yeah, I think I'm learning myself to not put people on pedestals and just like, just, they're just people like take their title away and just keep them like, I'm you, you and me. And it makes a whole difference within the conversation. Um, and also curious about like, okay, so like what tips or offers like, so, okay, so I want to move into this different bracket of clientele. Like what are some steps that because I don't like that's my I guess my own personal question to look for that particular client like how did you or what tips can you offer to say okay this is the kind of clientele that makes this certain kind of money what steps do I do in order to move into that direction yeah so so I, I think it's um proximity is is everything so you have to be around the people um you know we, we talk about going from five hundred dollars to five thousand dollars but mm-hmm. i mean there's going from five hundred dollars to fifty thousand dollars that it can really it can change that quickly it, it, it can honestly change that quickly uh it, I, I i thank god for this uh, it's just it's still amazing to me that you know i do coaching i do mentoring and um I've been paid to speak at Mm -hmm. uh, events that I get paid more for an hour than I used to make in a year. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, just incredible to, um, to look at that. So it can really change quickly. Obviously you've got to have results. You can't just say, ah, I'm worth $50,000. If you can't deliver results, you're not worth anything. Right. So, <laughs> so you got to have results. You got to have the testimonials. You got to have people that would validate you on that. But, but then man, you, you just, you just get around, you go to events, you go to, mm. um, fundraisers you go to places and and you socialize you connect 
that was, you know, people often ask me if you were to go back in time uh, 10 years and change something in your business, what would you do? And it would be um, two things. Number one, I used to be this guy that I was doing big stuff online. I mean, I was working with some really cool clients, but I stayed behind my computer and I stayed quiet. I, I didn't socialize. I didn't want anybody really even knowing what I was doing because I was, it was kind of like a self-defense mechanism that was <laughs> all to myself, you know, and um, which looking back, it was probably a mistake. So I, I would change that where um, I used to not go to events. I used to not go to conferences and stuff because again, I wanted to kind of protect myself, protect my clientele. They want, you know, that competition and stuff. Uh, but then I realized that one of the uh, biggest assets is relationships. Yes. So go to events, go to networking, go to, you know, like New York is such a cool place that, you know, you can go on Eventbrite and there's something going on every day of the week that um, is cool stuff. So I just go, you know, go to these events and meet people and shake hands and exchange cards and, you know, follow me on Instagram and stuff and just have a huge network of relationships and, and be, you know, be sincere about it. Uh, yeah. And, and then um, secondly, I'd have a mentor, you know, someone mm. that is, uh, that is on that level that I want to be on. Someone that has already 10x their business and you know 10x their their consult fee and um stuff and I would I would uh, you know um, ask them to be my mentor. It, yeah. Or, you know, actually, there's I, I, actually I don't tell people to ask if you can be you know because I, I every day I have someone message me. Will you be my mentor? Will you be my mentor? <laughs> and I'm like, what you're saying is, will you coach me for free? Right. <laughs> So what a good way to do that. And I've done this and I've met some incredible people. When I first got uh, going, I worked with A-list celebrities. I worked with Fortune 500 companies, top entrepreneurs. And how I did that is um, I connected with him. You know, that's, maybe that's the challenging part first is connected with him and then just say, hey, what can I do for you? Can I mm. make something for you? And just give, just give to yeah. him. Hey, can I, can I help manage this for you? Can I do your graphics for you? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I um, assist you? And, and you give from them. And most people, they're not going to say, no, I'm not going to let you. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do something. <laughs> Think about it. It's like, um, it's like you could, you could get a, uh, I tell young guys, uh, message some of these big entrepreneurs. Ask them if you can volunteer, if you can um, just do something in their office and everything like that. And it's basically you're putting yourself in a place where you can get um, connected with some really mm -hmm. cool people just by volunteering your time and your assets, your resources. I really love that. I'm going to take some of that, a lot of that on for myself because I think it's been calling me to like network even more, you know, and uh, yeah. just literally put it on my calendar to do it, you know. Yeah. And just find find that like you you can find some cool people like you. Um, uh, there, there's people that, you know, they have just a tremendous amount of influence. They're well connected. They have a, a good network. And I would just say to that person, hey, man. Can I do this for you? Is how can I add value to what you're doing? Like what you're doing, and just build that relationship in a sincere mm -hmm. way, and it'll come back. It'll come back. Yeah, like when you keep saying sincere, because I was just recently listening to the podcast with you and Anthony Delgado, who's a friend of mine as well, and okay, um, um, and it was something you were saying um, about. Uh, when people approach you, especially on this topic, if like you were you were saying like you wasn't sure if like are you sincerely want me to like coach or you want to do something for free? Uh, yeah. or trying to pick my brain. That's what it was. Having conversations, want to have dinner, but basically you just want something. Yeah, for free. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I'm curious of like because I've been running to that this issue where sometimes I even hesitate. I'm just curious too, like to even say that I'm a relationship coach. Because people automatically want to get advice from me 
or even like as I'm dating now, like all of a sudden it's not dating anymore. It's about what do you think about my old relationship? What do you yeah, think yeah. about this? And it's like, <laughs> like, like I feel like in an odd position, yeah, yeah. like it's all of a sudden I'm coaching this person, but this is not what I want. But like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so it, that that is, um, well, well, so my, uh, my personal life and business life has several different layers. In addition to an internet marker, I'm also a pastor. So you, oh. <laughs> yeah, so you can, you can imagine, um, sitting oh, down with someone and it's kind of like the same, same position. Like people like, uh, they want some type of counseling or, you know, and sometimes you just want to, man, you just want to have an authentic real relationship. You don't want to have your brain picked and, and right. like that. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think now I'm, I'm very rarely, if a person says, Hey, you know, can we meet up for coffee or something like that? If they're here in the area, I'll meet up with them. And I know I'm going to get my brain picked. <laughs> so, but I'm good at, um, leading a conversation and giving them, um, enough for them to be interested. And then I'm like, Hey, if you want to pick my brain some more, it's going to come with a price tag. Mm. So, uh, so that's, you know, again, understanding your worth. Um, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, and I, um, I tell people that I'm like, look, uh, if, and, and obviously you can kind of like frame it this way. Uh, look, man, I, I enjoy talking about this and we could probably talk all day about this, but I've got students, I've got, you know, people that uh, would probably be really upset if they knew that I was doing <laughs> this for free. I know, right? You know? Um, and, and, but it's, it's what's cool is if you have some type of online course or maybe you have videos about teaching, you say, hey, you know what I want to do though? Let me give you access to one of my courses that it probably answer a lot of your questions. And then it's like your time, you kind of like, uh, you, you um, put yourself in a position where you do understand your value and you, you put them in a position where they have to understand your value too. Yeah, right. And if they want to pick your brain and um, have conversations, pulling that knowledge out of you, that it comes with a price tag. And I, you know, I've, I've had people say, Hey, let's, let's set up a coaching call. I want to do this. I'm really, you know, I, I've learned a lot, you know, so, um, but it is cool to have kind of like a backup plan. Like you have some videos or yeah. something, you know, Hey, let me send you some of these videos. It'll really answer a lot of your questions because then it kind of like uh, takes that. Cause nobody wants to come across like, Oh, you know, I'm too good to talk to you about this, you know? I'm right. Just, so you can just kind of like, Hey, let me give you all this, you know, some of these videos that answer questions for you. And, you know. Yeah. And I really want to hear you love what you're saying. Cause it's like, for me as a relationship coach, I don't, I, you know, this is my commitment, who I say I am for the world. And mm -hmm. I don't want to not give something I can, I know I can add value to this person right now. And I don't want to diminish anything between us. Um, at the same time, it's like, it's going back to what we, what we were saying earlier, like, like knowing your worth, knowing how to bring it back. Yeah. And like, I guess for me to like knowing how to bring it back to the conversation and still add value and still take a stand for my own worth at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, I, uh, sometimes I'll joke around with people when they start, um, you know, uh, trying to pick my brain or want me to do stuff consulting for free. I'll tell them I'm like, "Hey, my church is a nonprofit." My <laughs> <business> is a nonprofit. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I I really love your Instagram. Like just all the quotes and things that you say, and it's like. I probably you've probably seen me reposting uh, like oh, in my story, you know, and they're just like, you know, there's a couple of them stand out. Um, let me see, like you were saying how like a negative mom would never give you the positive life. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, when, when it comes to uh, who we are and that the negativity, the people that we're connected with, it really is a choice. Really is a choice. Not it's not always an easy choice, but if you're always connected to negative people, you're feeding yourself negative content, and 
it 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 weighs on you. And right. uh, I always tell people, you know, there are some people that uh, you're happy when you see them coming, and there's other people you're happy when you see them go. Right. I always want to be that person that people are happy when they see me coming. So, <laughs> uh, so so it's you want to um, you, you want to you want to be positive and. Right. Positivity is a choice. But I want to expand on what you just said, which is really great. Why is it a choice? Because I sometimes I sometimes see entrepreneurs or people pursuing something and they're just saying, well, this is the way I am. Yeah. So why is it a choice? Like, can you speak more about that? Yeah. You know, that's um, sometimes people use that excuse. This is the way I am. And it's just an excuse to justify bad behavior. Yes. So, so angry. And, and they'll, they'll say things like this. Well, if you knew the way that I was brought up, if you knew what I would, I went through, then you would know why I'm so, so angry. I'm so depressed. I'm so, you know, whatever the negative action. Yes. And, but on the other side, you can see another person that has went through just as much mess as that individual, but they have chosen to be positive in it. And so, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, issues and and things like that, uh, I I think sometimes people, they use that as an excuse because they haven't gotten over it, haven't Mm -hmm. forgiveness, uh, you know, it could be a lot of different things. And, uh, So it, you can never justify your past for present day bad behaviors or bad attitudes because there's somebody sitting right next to you that has went through just as much junk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're happy. They're positive. They have a great disposition. And so what makes them your situation any different? It's just how you deal with it. So right. that's not to minimize anybody's pain or personal issues or anything like that, but man, you empower those uh, that those negative situations in your life mm-hmm. by uh, you know just dwelling on it and blaming it for your bad yes. behavior. Right. Yeah, and I, I tell my clients too, it's like you're choosing to hold on this bad breakup, and that very choice of holding on to the past is directly affecting every single relationship that you have in in entrepreneurship as well it's like a bad situation you choosing to hold on to that is directly affecting and, and coloring your language your behavior and how you directly and you're attracting those same negative yeah. people into your no, life no, that's, that's that yeah it, it's like you you can get around people and like really quickly when you start to connect with them you're like They've been burnt. They've been right. burnt. They, like they don't trust anybody. You know, they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're just, and, and it's, it's tough because you feel like okay, they're not trusting me. And you mm-hmm. know, there's not that, that solid connection. It's because they haven't really gotten over that. Yeah. Um, so I, I always tell people um, you hate on what you've given up on. Mm. And a lot of people, you know, they'll say, oh, man, you know, all guys are dogs, all women, you know, they're just nasty and everything like that. It's because they've given up. They've had bad experiences, bad relationships, and they've just given up. And so they want everybody else to feel the same way about it that they do. Right. That's always the best thing to do. You got to instead of um, giving up on it, you got to get over it. I mean, other than staying positive, how you as a coach maintain like being humble positive i mean do you have i mean other than your mentor do you have a coach like how do you maintain your how do you disrupt yourself and how do you maintain like this mental this mental attitude yeah well um my faith in jesus christ is you know the centerpiece of my success my disposition of who i am and uh you know that the the principles of God's word and and all of those I think that can be um, a guide for for anybody and so so you you have to have that you have to have um, and, and of course my family I've got a, a wonderful wife and three children they keep me grounded and um, you know it's like I'll I'll go to events and. Uh, th- people want to get selfies with me and it's all cool <laughs> and everything like that. People recognize me. Mm-hmm. And stuff. But when I come home, 
I'm dad, I'm Paul, I'm, you know, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. So, so it's kind of a, um, you, you know, you, you have to, in some ways you kind of have to divide your, your personal life, who you are and your, your business life, that, that success and don't allow, don't allow your, um, your successes to, um, define who you are, just like you wouldn't allow your failures to define who you yeah. are. Because what you possess and um, those material accomplishments, those really don't define who you right, are. Right, exactly. Your, your, your family, your relationships, and that, that's, that's irreplaceable, really. Yeah. Irreplaceable. I'm curious, like, what spiritual verse that keeps you grounded that you go to all the time? Yeah, what man, I, I can quote scripture all day. <laughs> but I'm sure there's one that, well, maybe I'm sure it's several. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So goes, you go back to over and over. This, this, this reminder. Yeah, so, so, so uh, yeah, uh, if, if you if you dig on YouTube and everything like that, you actually found, you can find some videos of me preaching at church here. Okay. But um, so I, I've got several scriptures that I think really um, encourage me. Um, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthen me. So it's not my own personal strength, but it's my strength through God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. What does that mean so, to you? Like when you go to it, like what does it allow so, you to do in the face of? Yeah, so so, so let, let's let's for example, let's take the verse: No weapon formed against me shall mm-hmm. prosper. That, that that just says okay weapons are going to be formed so mm-hmm. there's going to be obstacles there're going to be oppositions there's going to be attacks but it's not going to defeat me mm-hmm. so um so when you look at attacks setbacks um you know pains and trials as something that can actually strengthen you mm-hmm. tear you down uh then it's almost empowering you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of, okay you know i'm going to come out better on the other side of this a lot of times what people do is when they go through hard times they run yes sometimes they run and they lose the opportunity for something greater on the other side of it yeah. so it's kind of like uh if you're always running from your problems you're always running from difficulties and then you're always going to be running right and, you know, I, which I really, what I'm hearing in that, like no weapon form. I forgot the verse, but I know Fred Hammond made a. Um, <laughs> um, no weapon form. Fred Hammond, yeah, yeah. Yes, no weapon form against your prosper. was like, yeah. and this is what I teach my clients too, like on, and what I'm all, like for the first time when you said it, like, oh, like there is an opportunity here for me to grow in this. That's why no weapons form against me shall prosper because now. Mm-hmm. In the face of this, I can get like what you said on the other side. The yeah. opportunity is the growth that is strengthening me to keep going, keep going forth. And if I'm running, I'm missing up on the opportunity that universe God has presented me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, through valleys, through storms, through trials, we are we're strengthened. And right, so that, yeah. You know, um, so so you have to look at it as. You know, it's it's not a setback, but it's a setup. So yeah, I love that. Love that. Thank you, Paul. Um, so coming to the end, so ask a couple of quick questions and see what comes to mind. Um, so, what does a life of love mean to you? Well, I can get my wife in here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to you. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So 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 you know, really, a lot of times people define love in just a superficial way, like it's an emotion. It's a feeling, something like that. Oh, I'm so in love. And obviously in every relationship you have that feeling, oh, I'm so in love. But really, um, love is more than that. Love is a decision and love is a commitment. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it's sometimes it's it's lost its meaning um, it, when people limit it to just some type of emotional feeling. I think the emotional feeling is great, um, but there's times when in a relationship where it's you're going through stressful times and it's kind of like I tell people the butterflies got up and flew away. <laughs> uh, and you just have to be committed. You just yeah. have to be committed. And, and there's seasons of ups and downs. You just have to be committed. And on the other side of that, um, love is security. So, mm. yeah. And what has your kids taught you about love, about entrepreneurship and about life? 
Yeah. So I, I tell you what, I think every parent would probably say like your children, they're the love of your life and everything like that. Uh, so um, blessed with three, they're actually, they're not children anymore. My <laughs> daughter just got married and uh, she is expecting a baby girl in December. First and, grandkid? Yeah, first grandkid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, my two sons are in college, so they're not kids anymore. They're they're grown adults, and uh, but the um, and I, I, I tell you what, I, I would give anything and everything for them. Uh, and they really teach you um, how to be selfless. You know, it's just it's 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 about them. And every every good parent would um, you know you lay down your life for your kids, whatever they need, and uh, so they. Of course, you, you heard a little bit about my story in we went through tough times and stuff. My kids, uh, I remember years ago when we were we were delivering phone books for I think I think we got like forty dollars a night um, to do it. Big old phone book. I don't think they have phone books anymore. But um, my kids, you know, seven, eight years old, nine years old in the minivan and we were delivering phone books. Wow. So they understood the, the hustle and the struggle uh now they you know we, we we've been blessed with uh a great business and um we've helped people make millions of dollars which to me it's still kind of <laughs> to believe um so so they've seen that journey and that struggle of entrepreneurship and i think they have uh, are probably one of the um very balanced in it where you know they have access to you know if they came to me and said hey dad um can i have x amount of dollars i'd say yeah here you go you know i would would do that i um but they 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 want to work they want to um earn it themselves they don't want something just given to them and i think a part of that is because they saw the struggle and the adversity Mm -hmm. that we went through to get to where we were so they appreciate it even more And lastly, um, what does a juicy love life looks like to you? Oh man, it's going to get X-rated here. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> man, this was—I thought this was going to be marketing, man. What, yeah, what sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I got to cover up the camera, <laughs> bro. Why you throw that question on me? Well, I, yeah. Man, make me blush. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> Let me just say this. It's none of your business what that looks like. You know? You don't have to be explicit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talking about that. I guess maybe it's the word juicy that got <laughs> Let's say, what is a good love life? Uh, okay, good. <laughs> um, so, so, so I think it's probably uh, it, it's communication. Being able to communicate at any level, any level. Being able to share um, with that person you love anything and everything, plain and simple, uh, without fear of judgment, hesitation. I mean, it's just. Um, clear communication. This is this is what it is, and um, and you don't. Uh, it, it's 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 communication. Being able to talk at any level about anything that will that will lead to a great love life. Cool, awesome. Well, thank you, Paul, for being here. And where can people find you online? Well, I, I tell you what. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is Paul. Paul. A-U-L, Paul. I so, uh, and and also my um, business Instagram. I don't know if you followed it. It's nerds n e r d s. Um, yeah. So the so the Paul is kind of a personal motivation and inspiration. I think you've seen that. And our Instagram name uh, nerds is business and entrepreneurship type uh, content there. So either two of those you can. Um, uh, send me a message on Instagram and uh, either me or my personal assistant will uh, respond and get in contact with you. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again. I just like, you know, just want to acknowledge you just for just 
who you are and what you provide for the world. And like, I do get so inspired by everything you write and just like what you're saying and learning so much from you just by being here for you. And I can see that you add such great value to everybody that you meet and come in contact with. Thank you very much, Jimmy. I really appreciate the invitation to be here on your podcast. Thank you. Hey guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy, juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy, juicy love.